Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Whatever time you listen to us, we are so thankful, glad, just over the moon that you do, and you are listening to another Youth Ministry Podcast. This podcast is a ministry of the Board of Youth and Young Adults of the Bible Fellowship Church. Another youth ministry podcast strives to refocus, recapture, and realign student ministry with a grace-filled and gospel-focused vision. I am one of your hosts, Chris, and I am joined by uh, my partner in crime from day one, Jared Burkholder, and we have a guest on the show. We do. He's been before, a recurring guest. Yes, he is a recurring guest. Back for another time. Yes. uh, Sadly, I can't get away from this guy. Uh, He is my kid brother, Josh. Welcome yet again, Josh. Thank you for having me. So uh, no special reason we have Josh. Um, No. Tim's not here again. So that's kind of the reason. That's kind of... <laughs> well, am I am I here to judge your intro like Tim usually does? Uh, Give you a rating? Ooh. Ouch. Yeah. That's so harsh. But... Uh, wait, should, should we let him? No, I don't think so. No, we should just move on. Uh, so uh, Josh actually is interning with us again this summer, um, and he's also an interim youth uh, teacher at a, another church in our denomination, um, Ebenezer Bible Fellowship Church, and uh, he's also in the works with them just... Uh, over what might happen in the future, we don't know. So Josh might be a more, you know, recurring, Ooh, a resident guest. guest. Ooh, maybe, maybe even a replacement for Tim. Whoa. <laughs> Sorry, Tim. You've been warned, Tim. Yeah, Tim. Uh, yeah, Tim's He's just, such a busy guy. Yeah, he is. He's got a lot going on right now. I mean, That's okay. Not like you and I do, but anyway. never. So <laughs> uh, today, Jared, we have an update um, on our giveaway. Yeah. See. We're not the most forward thinkers because we're so busy (laughs) with this podcast. And so we realized we're coming up on our 50th episode next episode, which we'll get into that a little bit more later. Yes, we will. But so we decided we're giving away $50, which is sponsored by the Board of Youth officially. Yes. Yes. And so we thought if we're giving away $50, why not give away $50 on our 50th episode? So we're going to extend this giveaway to June 10th because that's the day before June 10th. Then we're going to record our 50 episode. We'll announce the winner. And how you can win, we'll remind you, is you give us feedback. Send us an email with a topic or suggestions or just like, hey, Chris, I really like that intro. Or Chris, I don't. Or I don't like the intro. Here's how you can do it better. You have to give us critical analysis, maybe, of the podcast. Uh, Or you can subscribe, like, rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts. We'll get that. We'll see that. We'll love you for it. Yeah, if you... If you um, give us a review and you're you have like some funky username, we're not going to know who you are. Um, and if you subscribe, I don't think we really know who that is either. So you're going to have to send us an email, probably pretty much no matter what you do, and just say, "Hey, I." Well, yeah, if you send us an email of a screenshot of yes. you you saying looking at the player saying subscribed, that'll count. You know what? I would go that step further. Let's make it easier for him. Just send us an email and tell us that you did. And if we notice that the number went up, we will. Yeah, we'll take your word that. for it. Absolutely. We'll take your word for it. Now, what if they've been subscribed and have left us a review already? Maybe just tell us that they've done that. They we'll, could do that, or they could share with a friend. Yeah, send sure. us an email saying, "Hey, I shared it with a friend," and then you know, account because we're honest, we're trusting people. Yeah. We love just in any kind of interaction with Look, our listeners. We want to give away this fifty dollars gift card to CB 
I think that's it now. Yeah. They changed their CB.com. CBCChristianBook.com. <laughs> so uh, just to wrap that up, uh, you can get up to three entries for one for each of those. Um, if you do share it with a friend, we'll actually give you double for that. So up to four entries per person. Deadline will be uh, June 10th. Um, we're going to announce on our 50th episode who that yeah. winner is. So anyway. All right. Uh, today, we do have a practical tip for you before we get into the main event of the episode. Uh, and Josh, being our guest, is going to share with us that practical tip. All right. Well, in my Bible reading, I'm not a Greek or Hebrew scholar or even close to elementary level. You're like Jared and I. That's right. <laughs> I read it in my sleep. So I discovered, this, I discovered this app called Literal Word. You can get this on an iPhone or an Android. And what it is, is it has the English Bible on it, but in the New Testament and in the Old Testament, whether Hebrew or Greek, there's an icon on the top where you can look at the Hebrew word of the English one that you see or the Greek in the New Testament, and it helps you learn more about what this word actually implies, more of the root. And it's helped me a lot in my study. That's awesome. So uh, Josh brought up in our pre-show discussion uh, that, you know, there's Logos out there, which is what I have. I was forced to Mm. purchase it. But yeah, seriously, for my, when I was doing my undergrad, um, it's like a $1,600 program. You know, about the whole big. Yeah. Caboodle. Yeah, I did. They Ooh, gave us a like, 50% off discount, so yeah. I, have, I got it for 800 but right. they, they added it to our tuition. Is that like the plat- tuition. Is that like platinum? So I don't even know what it's called. They mm-hmm. they don't offer my... Anyway. Anyway. The point is, I paid for it. I have this huge package. I use it for a living. Josh was like, yeah, but for people who can't afford that or mm-hmm. don't have logos. Or don't have a budget in the church. Exactly. Or, yeah. This is a free app, and it works really well. That's awesome. So, you, you know, youth leaders especially who are volunteering at this and you're teaching each week, that's a great practical tip for you. Literal word. All right. Well, today we're going to talk about something that um, no doubt, if you've been in ministry for any length of time, you've run into this. Um, When something isn't working, it's time to move on. Say goodbye. Say goodbye. Like relationships. Unless you're married. Yeah, don't say goodbye. (laughs) It's time to move on when something's not working. Um, It's just time to move on. You know, kind of like our podcast. Ooh. <laughs> we're not going anywhere. At <laughs> least no, not yet. No, no, we're we're not. But there is actually we have re- we have recognized, haven't we, Jared? We have that our podcast format is not working. It's, it's not working. It's not that we have no listeners. It's not that we're not getting people to listen to us. But right. we have plateaued. We're just stagnant. Stagnant. Poof. And we switched to every other week because of our schedules and uh, as far as releasing episodes. Mm -hmm. And we're just sitting here chatting and all of a sudden out of the air, this new idea came. Inspiration. Inspiration that we think is going to help you as listeners um, get way more out of these episodes, going to help us get way more out of them. Mm -hmm. We'll we'll give you a little hint. Uh, It's going to be shorter episodes and way more of them. That's Mm -hmm. all we're going to say. We're going to announce our new format and all those details on our 50th episode. Next week. Next week. So stay tuned for that. So back to what we are really talking about when something's not working today. Um, It's time to move on in in ministry. Now, before we get into this, we want to make it very clear. Uh, we're not talking about the gospel, a, biblical, a good biblical philosophy of ministry, doctrine. Oh, teaching doctrine or preaching is not working. Prayer is not working. No. <laughs> the, the kids aren't liking my preaching, it, it, so I'm just yeah. not going to preach anymore. Exactly. Yeah. No, we're not talking about that. God always accomplishes his purpose, and sometimes 
That purpose is the hardening of hearts, the shrinking of ministries. Uh, 1 Corinthians 1, 1 through 2 uh, is a very solid fa- uh, foundation for your philosophy of ministry, Paul. Well, you know, in chapter 2 says, when I came to you, brothers, I did not come proclaiming to you the testimony mm. of God, but lofty speech or wisdom. I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and much trembling. Mm. And my speech and my message were not implausible words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and power so that your faith may, may not rests in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. All right. And in that context, Paul says he didn't come with, you know, uh, they didn't, he didn't come to bait and switch. So Isaiah chapter six, Isaiah's ministry, God says, your whole ministry is going to be people turning away from your Mm. preaching, hating your preaching. No one's going to listen and I'm going to judge them for it. So we want to be very clear. We're not talking about philosophy, good, solid Bible content. Right. We're talking about practical applications of ministry yes. programs come to mind as the biggest thing and yes sunday school programs children's programs Wednesday adult programs, programs youth programs uh that word programs 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 <laughs> uh yeah and so if you haven't run into this if you haven't gone to a ministry been in a part of a ministry with uh, a church that has what we like to call the sacred cow yes uh or either you what really have what one. they really are <laughs> Our idols. Yeah. Like we are attached to them and we yeah. have to do this because this is the way we've done it since the, the 1600s. And um, yep. that's just not that if there, if the reason for doing a ministry is because we've always done it this way, it's probably a good sign that you probably should at least change how you do it. Yeah. How, how you view and how you look at your programs. Um, yeah. And if, if you never run into this, you're either at an extremely healthy church um uh, kudos to you if you are, mm. um, or, or, or you're you, blind to your you're blind cow. to your own sacred cow, or you just haven't been there long enough. You just started. Yeah. Um, I, I came in here and, and there was a boys program that our church has had for over 50 years. Mm. And, uh, I remember the one elder, young elder who grew up in the program and he, he agreed with a lot of my assessment of the ministry mm-hmm. that it needed to change. And, uh, he, one of his things was, um, he's like, yeah, but you know, the, the number mm. of our church, like, cause they're part of this national program. Mm-hmm. We, in each church that participates, gets a number. He's like, we have that number on that trailer mm. in the parking lot. And it's one of the lowest numbers in the history of the program. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, Your point. Yeah. And, and yeah. he, he agreed. He, yeah. he agreed. That was not a good reason. I, I'm not faulting him. It's just, right. there's that attachment. Yeah. Right. We, well, and some of these things aren't necessarily bad things. No. Like some of these are actually maybe be good and they are producing good fruit. But sometimes it's good to change. You have to change it up because the culture is changing, right? Or people's ideas are changing in the sense of like their time and their yeah. commitment to it. And you, if you can't find volunteers or something, yep, it, it, that might be a single a sign that you should probably change something up. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I I I know that there are people that decide to move on from like Awana, for example, just because mm-hmm. it takes so many volunteers, and when you can't staff it. It's hard to do. Um, so basically what we want to talk about is how, how do we biblically transition our people away from an old program to a new one or just away from an old program, mm. particularly in, you know, with youth ministry. And I, I, I've gone through this and I've, I've learned things the hard way, uh, done some things right, done things well. Josh, actually, even though he's not been in vocational ministry, um, the youth group that he led for over four years, it looked way different, right? Than when you exited, than when you started. Yeah. Wait, yeah, Jared. Yeah, I mean, I got through (laughs) retreats, um, specific retreats. Like, oh, this is we do this, but why do we do this? So let's not do this. And so just things like that. Like you're well, even like 
what I was thinking of specifically is even mission trips. Like mm-hmm. in the past, we've done our church has done many mission trips, multiple mission trips each summer. But now you run into the time the kids are busier trying to find jobs. And so how do you navigate that change? Yeah. When people are attached, like, oh, this was so great when we did it. Yeah, that was great. But this is a completely different culture yeah. that we're working with right now. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, we want to start off the bat um, getting that not because because often what we're, we're we're quick to point the finger at is the hearts of our of the people right yeah idols idols right, john right. calvin said your heart's an idol factory <laughs> and you've made one of this sacred cow we need to kill it and crush sure. it in jesus name melt it down and exactly. you can drink it exactly, <laughs> exactly. Oh my goodness. and then we act like we're moses with god on the mount sinai you know and and that's what we're doing and most times we're more like aaron who, yeah who formed the golden cow yes mm. yes so we want to say right off the bat, don't don't just point out the you know, and this is what I did. You know, I, I was very quick to point out the hearts of those involved and how uh, attached they were and the idolatry, et cetera. And I use very strong language in meetings about the programs. And you really got to check your own heart. Mm-hmm. You got to have a, the right heart attitude. You got to have the right heart posture towards the people you're shepherding and the people who have shepherded others through that program, mm. that, using that as a tool. And you need to recognize that you're a shepherd in this transition. You're, you're not a, a game changer. You're not a you know uh, program shaker. Mm-hmm. You're not a consultant. Mm-hmm. You're not hired to come in and you know knock down the wall and restart. Right. You're not a foreman. You're not a bulldozer. You're a shepherd. Right. And sometimes you're going to lead these people through what they might consider the valley of the shadow of death. Yeah. Like, this is, we're dying yes, here. Yes, yes, we've got rid not, of our They're not prepared program. for it. And so yeah. you need to be be kind and, and, yeah. and patient and love and gentle with them. I think that calls for reminding ourselves that we're sheep among sheep mm. as, a, yep. as an under-shepherd. Mm-hmm. And all of us have our own idols. Mm-hmm. And the beautiful thing is Jesus does not... Um, put out a smoldering wick or, you know, mm-hmm. crush a bruised reed. And, and there are some people who have maybe labored in this ministry and, and they've watched it decline. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when I came in, um, there are these guys that just prayed and hoped that one day this program I mm-hmm. wanted to change would be re- reignited. I mean, they, they had years, they had 35, 40 guys mm-hmm. out on a night at this thing mm-hmm. and it had dwindled down to like eight mm-hmm. And seven, mm-hmm. you know, there were sometimes the ratio of leaders to kids was like one to two or one yeah. to one, and they're they're hurting mm-hmm. as a result of that. Yeah. And 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 they don't just see it as this program is failing; they they view it as their ministry it's is failing. failing. And yeah. So you don't want to crush them. So right. your hard attitude needs to be in the right place, and and recognizing that what might look to you on the outset of ridiculous idolatry, which it might be, and that might be intertwined, and we want to treat that as sin and shepherd people through that, it might also just be that they're attached to what God did through that program, Mm. you know, that they've, in their mind, that that program is the tool that God used Mm -hmm. to to work great work in the past, and probably, and that's that's what I ran into. So don't be a moron. Yeah, don't don't right. be a bull in a china shop and yeah. arrogantly assert your opinions, especially if you're new. Yeah. You yeah. You just got to, yeah, you know, check your heart, know what you're thinking, how you're going to approach it, and make sure you're not approaching it from a very arrogant or uh, state where you're like, oh, this is the way I know. Like you have some sort of special illumination or uh, that you revelation that you're like, oh, I, this is going to be the best thing to do. Yeah. Everyone from the outside coming in has a a fresh perspective. Mm-hmm. And so it's not you, it's the fact that it's fresh. It's mm-hmm. not your 
some amazing observer. Right. Um, so be be patient, have the right heart, and also you know in in that whole patience thing is, is timing, right? Timing yeah. is everything. Um, now there are some things in scripture, um, you know, snatching brothers from the flames, mm. uh, caught in a transgression, restore him. Um, that guy in First Corinthians chapter five who was sleeping with mm. his with his father's wife, right, right. put him out right now. Yeah. But then there's other scenarios. Like you look at Matthew 18, for example. Not mm. that we're saying this program issues a discipline. It's just an example. Right. That you go step by step, step. slowly but surely, wanting to win your brother. Yeah. And I would say that this is not a scenario that you come in and say, "Well, this program isn't strong enough in the gospel," and th- those things all might be true. Mm-hmm. But unless they're teaching heresy, right? Just be patient. Yeah. Well, the only way you're going to find out is if you take time to evaluate that ministry. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, if you, especially if you're coming in new. Yes. Take time. Take up to a year to evaluate and see the strengths, the weaknesses, the effectiveness. Uh, and then you get to find out the heart of the people who are serving, yep. why they're serving, why this ministry even exists, perhaps. Maybe they don't have a reason why they exist. Maybe it just is there. Like I said before, like we've always done it. Yep. And But if you don't find that out, if you don't know that, if you don't evaluate and actually take the time. Yeah. I actually took the first... I mean, from day one that I started, that I heard they had this program, and I knew a little bit about it, and I learned about it. Um, I learned a little bit about a little bit about the curriculum. I was like, no, no, this has to go. And I was twenty four, and I was really young, and I I didn't do everything well. Um, and but I actually did do this right. I think is I decided my first year there was already like I think three or four guys leading this thing. Mm. I just and the guy before me stopped going to this mm. program. So he was kind of way hands off and I was hired to oversee this program. So mm-hmm. I got back in and I started, I just attended as a leader, mm-hmm. like as a co-leader, really just let those guys keep doing it. So I sat in on the teaching, on the games, on the prayer times, kind of asked some questions along the way, uh, got to know one of the guys pretty well and dialogued a lot with him about it. And I, I did the whole school year like that mm-hmm. before at the end of the school year, that's when I decided to start making my move to... Mm-hmm. make make the decision. So r- timing is big and you it's it's going to take time. If you mm-hmm. come in just and shut it down, that's never the right thing. But with timing, you have to use that time well. Yeah, and like the part you said, you got to know them, they got to know you. So it wasn't like you just coming in like I'm the boss and right. I say boo. So they get to know you, you ask those questions and hopefully you're having that dialogue that's not like a surprise like end of the year performance review, like, oh, we're not going to keep you anymore. Thanks. Bye. Bye. See you yeah. later. No, so they kind of know and you can feel and sense the, and that comes with just um, involving the right people, right? You want to involve them as they're in the program, they're running the program, whether they've been a part of the program for a long time, you want to involve them in these decisions and talk about, and be able to share your heart with them and your reasons, like this is why I don't think this is effective in this area. This doesn't fit in our ongoing mission or vision statement of where we want to go as part of the overall church or overall ministry. Which, based on that, actually, because with this issue, there's always going to be emotion involved. People aren't going to listen. Mm-hmm. Well, I shouldn't say listen. They're not going to. Um, they're not just going to hear your argument and go, "Oh, it's very persuasive." Wow. Like mm-hmm. you might talk to other people outside the program that mm-hmm. feel the same way you do and go, "Yeah, no, that makes sense." But right people involved aren't, which is the importance of not just the right timing, but the right people. Yeah. You have to get church leadership involved. Yeah. Um, so if you're at a church that the senior pastor runs the show, you really need his involvement. Mm-hmm. I think, Josh, mm-hmm. you, you can speak to a little bit about what you, what you did uh, at every t- thing you changed oh, yeah. at, at Grace. Um, so when I began leading the youth group, I was 
first seeing while I was in the youth group that the Bible wasn't necessarily being preached or mm. taught as the primary um, content of what, what we're here to learn. God s- saves his people through opening their eyes to the truth in his word. He sanctifies his people with the word. And so this is not just like a program. This was more of. It's just more, the way the youth group was. Yeah. yeah. And so I spoke to my, my senior pastor about it um, and, and told him, you know, I, I think it's very important that Jesus said, feed my sheep mm-hmm. and we feed the sheep with the word. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, through talking with him and, and slowly coming in and transitioning into that, it, it was very helpful to have that collaboration and support yeah. from, from your leaders. And, you know, we've, we've actually talked about Pastor Steve and how he's kind of like a closet Calvinist. <laughs> but <laughs> but the church there is fairly Arminian in a lot of the ways they mm-hmm. view things. But when you, you know, just an example, I remember when, when you wanted to teach through um, the Westminster Confession and uh, or the, or, no, you did the Catechism? Yeah, the Westminster Shorter Catechism. Shorter mm-hmm. Catechism. And then when you would preach texts that dealt with like election or redemption, you always went to him and said, this and you got his thumbs up. Um, yeah. Um, I thought a wise way to go about it was so with my church, you know, Calvinism wasn't really oh, it's a bad evident word. or mm. yeah, it, it was something where you know people would kind of run. Mm. And so what I told my senior pastor was, I won't deliberately teach on these things, um, but when I'm preaching through a passage and this content is in there, I will by no means avoid it. Because I'm accountable to God for what mm. I preach and teach, not to man. Right. And so he was very respectful of that. Um, yeah. So you just want to be careful yeah. how you engage. But I just thought it was hilarious that he he let you go through the Westminster Shorter Catechism yeah. <laughs> with the kids. So anyway, that's just respecting your leaders. And I, I had to do that here with – I went to my first report, and then him and I went to – the elders about it. And then we met with some leaders and then we got all these people. You have to get the right people, church leadership involvement, but also the program leadership involvement. Yeah. Cause you want to be able to talk to people who are going to be facing this, whether it's ending the program or continuing the program in a different way. Yeah. You want to make sure that people understand the the vision and the reasons behind it. So it's not just like, Oh, we're, we feel like, you know, we're going to change it up this year and just do something different. But this goes back to your heart thinking through, the timing thing to the reasons why you're going to make this change and yeah. why it's important, why you feel like it's important to make this change and what you're hoping to get out of it. I think sharing the vision of what this new program or new direction is going to do really helps buy people in because like, Oh yeah, I can see that. I, I want that to happen. So I'm on board to make this, make this happen that way. Yeah. And kind of blending the timing and communication thing. I think it's so important that you think through the steps, right? Mm-hmm. So you start, You've evaluated the program. Now you want to make a change. Well, I wanted to make a change starting in the end of May. That's when the program ended. And we wanted to make this change by September. Well, I had planned. I met with my supervisor in June. Then we met. We talked to some of the elders, I think, early July. Then we met with some key leaders late July. And then by the time we could meet with some of the bigger leaders, the, the I should say the more passionate leaders, but they weren't as high up, it wasn't until like, literally a week and a half, two weeks before the program started back up. Mm. And they were very upset. Like that this is where I blew it. Mm. They were ticked. Like it, it was it was a very awkward meeting and um my supervisor had to like step up and like 
challenge these guys and how they were acting because it, it was almost like a coup against me mm. and that was very challenging but you know and i'm like i i and, you know and he's like he told me he's like you did the right thing you came to me we went to steve we went to the elders and then we met with steve and uh, i don't know maybe, maybe one other guy we kind of gave him a heads up but the thing is the people who were emotionally hurt because of all this long, I mean, I looked at it as that we planned it long mm -hmm. process, but they didn't know until a couple of weeks before mm -hmm. what we should have done is met with them at the end of the year. And I should have expressed, Hey guys, these are some things I'm seeing. I'm going to be talking with leadership about some potential changes. Mm -hmm. I'm just giving you a heads up. Mm -hmm. That's what I should have done. Yeah. And it would have helped a lot. Yeah. Cause what you just pointed out, like you were part of that process. Yeah. I think this is it, overall general change. Whenever you bring change to anything. Yes. You have to remember that if you're in part of the process in the beginning, you have time, especially if it's your idea, yep. you have time, you've been thinking about it for a long time and you're bringing other people in, but then when you announce it to the main body or the organization or the the people, the volunteers or the people who are running the ministry, they're hearing it for the first time yep. and they're not, they don't have a history they of processing. They don't have any, any of that. So they're just That's processing. So you got to give them time to yep. process it. And so sometimes maybe the best practice is to say, hey, this is what we're doing. Think about it, and then in like a week we'll talk about it. Yes. So you have time to process it and not have the innocent reaction of like Be anger or sadness yeah. or emotions. Because coming up. here's here here's what happened for me. I had one guy stick around for one year, and that was Steve, and he was the elder that understood my heart. But I in in communication, I talk about not over no don't don't under communicate or over communicate. And with Steve, I over communicated. I always shared with him like, oh, this is how this program is deficient and all that. Mm. And he would be like, dude, chill out. Like he, he was very gracious and he, and he was an elder. He mm. still is an elder. So I was always communicating with Steve, but I, I didn't want to communicate with the other people because I, I was afraid of how they'd react. And it was all about timing, but I didn't generate buy-in. Mm. So literally I, one guy moved away. Mm. Another guy was already stepping away. And then another guy, he came to the first night of, of our, of, of the new thing. Mm -hmm. And after that was like, I'm done. Mm. And like, I, I ended up losing all these leaders. Mm. And so my new effort was me and Steve. And then I recruited some young guys who graduated and I added some guys over time, but right off the bat, poof, yeah. my volunteer base was gone and I, I didn't generate buy-in. Mm -hmm. and, that, and that was a huge mistake on my part. So you really want to have the right timing, right people, right heart. And you also want to have the right reasons, right? You yeah. want to, you want to communicate as you're communicating this, like we've talked about, you're mulling it over. You need to write it down. You mm -hmm. need to lay it out and sh almost give like a speech or a letter. Mm -hmm. Like, don't just communicate. Here's what I'm thinking. Blah blah. Yeah. Give them the reasons. Right, and the reasons consist of that vision, the kind of we've been talking about. If you give them the direction you want this to go, you think you believe that this can go, and the goals that it can accomplish. Uh, that even you don't have to highlight, oh, this was an accomplishment, but this will, but even just, just share the vision and share the purpose. Like this is why we're doing something different. Yeah. And, and that doesn't guarantee you're going to buy in, but it's going to be a lot better chances because and, people can see what's going to happen rather than yeah. the day to day or the, the details. It's like, no, this is, you're selling them in a sense on a vision of where you want it to go and people can buy in or not. And then, then that's their choice. And you're grounding that decision that you've made for the program into the vision and the, the, the foundation of the ministry versus your mm -hmm. preference. Right. Cause then they can look at it as a preference war. Right. And you don't want that. No, oh, this new guy comes in and just does what he wants to do and throws out what we want to do. Right. So, you know, our elders right now are, are discussing some things for the future and, about different ministries. And we've decided we're just going to like, you know, the other pastors we've said, Hey, we're going to just, focus on the philosophy of our church mm. and our whole ministry 
And then when we communicate these things, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna put it on the elders and say, hey, this is what the whole church has decided to do. It's not just about your ministry. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. I think is the best way to do it. Yeah. Um, as you get the people involved, the reasons, the communication, etc. So we're gonna talk about our last our last mm-hmm. thing here, and that's making sure you have the right replacement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't just want to boot this old program right. that was actually being used to fulfill a legitimate need mm-hmm. and then leave that need unfulfilled just yeah. because the person, so you basically, you know, the old adage, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater right. kind of a thing. Um, so with this whole thing, you want to make sure that you are presenting the replacement. Like, so the program that I, you know, encountered was a ministry to young men. Mm-hmm. And I remember Steve said to me, you know, he's like, look, at the end of the day, if, if you feel like, that this program is no longer the right thing. That's fine. I just, I, I want to see young men trained in our church. Mm-hmm. That was his heart. Yeah. And so I think you have to have the right thing in place and making sure that you not only present what you're, what, what you're getting rid of and why, but what you're replacing it with mm-hmm. and why. Right. And so you build them into seeing what's new, mm-hmm. not just, we're tearing down granny's house. Hey, we're tearing down granny's house because the foundation was bad. It was rotting, but we're building granny a brand new house. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right. That's just, yeah. We're not going to leave you homeless. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes you have, it takes time to develop that new thing. Right. And sometimes maybe what you're getting rid of, like for instance, Josh's situation, you want to introduce something new. And so it doesn't take a lot of effort and it's seemed very straightforward, but sometimes it takes a lot more time to develop something new because you're just trying to make a culture shift. Yeah. Like, okay, you want to train young men, but do you, and if we get back to that word program, like you need a program, a program to that, do right, it. Right. Or can you just change the culture of your church that young men are being trained or, organically? And, organically. Right. No, that's exactly it. Because like, you know, we, we had this program on Wednesday nights and it's like, well, do we need a, a new Wednesday night program or do we need some maybe one-on-one, you know, ramp up one-on-one mentoring, yeah. you know, that, that sort of thing. So yeah, that's, that's kind of what we're getting at. And you know, it, we all got as much as 2020 and at this point, half of 2021 is <laughs> stunk. We got a gift. We did. As ministry leaders that will a... hopefully never come again. <laughs> But it was a gift because yeah. it has shut down hard reset certain ministries at this point well over a year for us yeah and now now it's a matter of fact of the, you know so so now the conversation is what do we bring back what yeah. do we don't and now for though it'll be a way softer pill to swallow mm-hmm. for some oh they're not bringing it back well yeah. I haven't had it for over a year yeah versus just <laughs> cut yeah. it so you might say thanks great episode. I don't have to do any of that because <laughs> yeah. COVID killed it for me. Killed it. Yeah. But I'm sure in the future, brother oh, or it'll sister. Come back. It'll come back. There's yep. going to be things. Like you said, we're idle factories. So yes. we, we we'll, create things. Yes. We and, attach ourselves. And let's, things. we're going to leave you with this before we do the closeout mm-hmm. um, and remind you of what's coming. Just understand that you may be the one who has the ministry that needs mm-hmm. to go. And more than likely, you will have that ministry that needs to go in yep. the future. And someone's going to come along and say, hey, we need to get rid of that. Yes. So, so. keep your heart humble before the Lord, mm-hmm. open to the scriptures, and remember that nothing is permanent except the word of God. That's right. All right. Mm. So uh, in closing out this episode, we do want to remind you uh, that next week- Next week, we that's right. Next coming to week. you the plan- to release our new format and schedule on our 50th episode. We're going to celebrate and we're also going to announce on that 50th episode 
who it is that wins that $50 gift card. Now, if you don't want your name announced, that's fine. Tell us that. We'll just Mm -hmm. say a winner from such and such area, and we're going to send you Or we can just say... You can just say your email. And then yeah, you can just yeah, exactly. Email exactly. No, <laughs> no, no, no. If you don't want us to say who you are, that's fine. Just tell us that in email. All right. But uh, yes, in, in the meantime, stay stay tuned for our, our, our super special 50th episode. And thank you for listening to this episode of another Youth Ministry Podcast. We are thankful for you and your ministry to teenagers. May God bless you and your work as you faithfully serve him, teenagers, and their families. Please connect with us on social media, on Instagram at another YM Podcast, or you can email us at another YM Podcast at gmail.com.